Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL and it has a week five offer for every football fan you need to jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either of their teams scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, see? So I'd say this is a no-brainer. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. They're the bee's knees. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, see? DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your coins whenever you want. That's cash, I mean. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a single point. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It will go live. We are F live. It. We'll do it live. F fuck it. We'll do it live. That's not played out, is it? No. Uh, you know what is played out? The Broncos not being able to score not only 30 points, but 20 points. Denver falls to the Steelers. 27-19. In a game that there's plenty to criticize if you're a Broncos fan. And there's plenty to criticize if you're a Steelers fan. I'm Brandon Perner here with Will Keys. We're going to talk about this Broncos game. I'm going to ask Will if the Broncos can change anything. Not Chang anything. Change anything. If you saw my typo on the first thumbnail, then you understand that reference. Uh, we'll get into just my gripes. Some of the stuff the Broncos did well. There's a some players I thought played well, some good players that did not play well, and just some bad coaching. I think coaching is shitty all around, but today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings, or if you want to get a bad taste of a loss out of your mouth, why don't you order some bench warmer brew coffee? I've got the backup blend. It is at benchwarmerbrew.com. We might be offering some discounts later this month. Um, we had a flash sale like a week or two ago. So benchwarmerbrew.com. 
Will, how are you? I am sad. Yeah? I'm not going to lie. Uh, this game just left me defeated. Yeah. Thoroughly, you know? It's almost worse when they give you that little bit of hope at the end. You're right. And you have to – you know, you've accepted it when the score is – whatever it was, you know, 27 to to 10 or wherever we were. And then to climb back, is just, it's kind of cruel. Yeah. To get all the way down to the two yard line. It's, it's not fair either, you know, either cap it off with a, with a real comeback or don't even bother. But don't even try. Don't even get the, me excited. That is the Broncos of the last couple of years, uh, especially yeah. under Vic Fangio. It is certainly the Broncos of the last six years to get down. Um, what was it? I don't know. They they trailed by like sixteen in this game. So overall, yeah, they were down. They were down plenty of points. And I mean, where do we start? Let's go to the the opening series where you know Chase Claypool was a bit of a problem. Third down, the Broncos. Could have stopped the Steelers to a three and out to start the game, but uh, Kyle Fuller misses misses a play. Chase Claypool picks it up, and then Chase Claypool, or was it Deontay Johnson on that first drive? Who scored on the first drive? Claypool Deontay or Johnson? Johnson scored the fifty yard touchdown on the first drive. And yeah. yeah, back to Claypool though. That was the first note that I took in this game was that Kyle Fuller is playing like ass. <laughs> And he got beat like a number of times today, including a I think the Johnson play. touchdown he was beat. That was him. Yeah, that was him. And he, he had the um DPI in the end zone that ultimately cost the Broncos four points. Yeah. Pass interference call in the end zone, put the, the Steelers on the one with the fresh set of downs. Don't even it's kind of a ticky tacky call, but it was a bad day for Kyle Fuller who we were very excited to get on this team this offseason because yes. he'd been so so damn good. Um, but yeah, so things just started off bad for the Broncos. They and, started off, yeah, I mean, they started bad. It looked like things were about to even out with the Malik Reed strip sack. And then what do they do? You know, they start the game three and out. They punch it away. They get the ball and in, in, in field goal range. opportunity uh, in field goal range already. And they go three and out again. And, yeah. and so that Settle kind of three. set the tone for the game. Um, I think you can combine that with the long run by Javante Williams. And this is such a stupid sequence of the game. Javante Williams with the however long it was, 40, 50-yard run. 49-yard run. yard line. Spikes the ball in the end zone. I think out of frustration. Yeah, he said he was mad he got tackled. Yeah, and I it's just I know that's the rule. But it's really dumb to throw a flag there. It's, it's a, a soft dumb, ass rule too. It's a soft rule. Like I get it. And you have to know the rules and not do that, but it's like Dudes are charged up after running for 50 yards. Like, yeah. It's just something that's going to happen. Like, you're not thinking very rationally there. And, and it's not like a malicious thing to do at all. Here's the so thing. Silly. Like, it's a delay of game penalty, right? Because he spiked the ball in the field of play and it could mess with the refs trying to, you know, get the ball back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. 
I think if the ref has time to get the ball back to the line of scrimmage before the offense gets back down the field, then it's not a penalty. Yeah. Like, if the, if the, the, the game was not delayed because of that. You know what I mean? Right. It's a mild inconvenience for the official to go pick up a fucking football that's been spiked as opposed to it just being thrown on the ground. You know what I mean? Like they are penalizing the somebody for the way they put the ball the on the ground after a play, which is ludicrous. It is ludicrous, Will. I hate it. That was just uh, an abominable series there. And I mean, when you make mistakes like that, and you take the 15-yard sack after yeah. <laughs> after a penalty when you had the ball at the one-yard line. Yeah. And then Alexander Johnson drops two interceptions. Yep. And Draymond Jones uses leverage on the field goal, leads to a touchdown. Yep. And you get the DPI from Fuller in the end zone. Yep. You obviously don't deserve to win the game. Yeah, you're making mistakes. You're making yeah. costly mistakes. I mean, you're not missing three consecutive kicks like Mason Crosby and then getting a chance to redeem yourself in overtime type of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, not like that. Cause you're playing exactly. the Bengals, but yeah, it's, I think overall overarching big picture, those type of mistakes, which I feel like we have seen since Vic Fangio has been there. That's a direct reflection of your head coach, not having a well-coached team. Now, maybe that's individuals, maybe that is coaching, but head coaches who have teams that do that shit constantly don't keep their jobs. And right now, after a 3-0 start, the team feels like they're 0-5. Like, it feels it like an 0-5 <laughs> team after these, these last two games. And you kind of chalk up the Ravens' loss because Teddy Bridgewater gets concussed and goes out of the game. And when you lose a starting QB, it's, it's hard to win. It's hard to win in the NFL. Like some teams can do it. Uh, that uh, that hit on Teddy was fined by the NFL, so it should have been flagged in that last game. Right. Um, this game they didn't have that excuse. And credit Bridgewater, who didn't play good, but he wasn't the reason they lost. Steady Teddy rises again. His worst play was his final throw to Cortland Sutton. In the corner of the end zone, the Broncos had a chance to tie. Well, they would have had to get a two-point conversion, which I doubt they would have fucking gotten anyway. But he's got Cortland Sutton running towards the corner of the end zone. Instead of lofting it up to give him a chance to catch it, he throws it behind him, Yeah, and it's picked off. Um, that was a bad throw by Teddy. That I'm was not a bad saying throw. it was a good situation, but it was a bad throw. Uh, the one that really upset me was the play before. When they threw a corner fade oh. to Deontay Spencer, the shortest I just wrote player about on the field. The, the shortest player on the field. Yeah. And they throw him a fade to the corner of the end zone. That's you exactly what a, I just wrote. At least was, to like Kendall Hinton. I, Deontay Spencer hasn't, I don't think he's caught a pass all season. No. You got it. Like you're in the red zone. You are only allowed to throw it to three guys, in my opinion. Fan, Patrick, Patrick Sutton. Sutton and Noah Fant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if Kendall Hinton gets wide open like he did, then great. But yeah, like in a in a do or die situation, I'm not putting air under a ball to Deontay Spencer. No, and no you know that's probably on Spencer. Teddy. Um, I'm going to criticize Pat Shermer for it because oh, yes, <laughs> uh, 
maybe Spencer's like your your fourth option in that situation. I don't know yeah. the design of the play, but even if he is your fourth option, if your fourth option is a guy running to the corner of the end zone, it better not be your shortest player on the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that guy should be your safety net, and that's like, hey, Sutton's our number one read. We've got him here. He's your big target. And maybe a couple crossing routes where Spencer might be better utilized with speed. And then be like, fourth guy, Patrick Corner. So you've got two jump ball options. You've got two quick read crossing pattern options. The, the like, it's just, I don't trust Shermer at all in any situation. If the Broncos scored a touchdown on that final drive, I had zero confidence that they would get the two-point conversion. Yeah, because same. the series before... After running four straight passing plays and they finally get in the end zone on the two point play, they throw another pass, a shitty pass to Cortland Sutton. And they had Javante Williams. Yes, he had a 49 yard run. So this stats a little bit uh, manipulate. You can manipulate it a bit. Averaging over seven yards a carry. Maybe give him a chance for the two-point play. Maybe maybe hand it off to Melvin Gordon, who was averaging 3.8, which would have been enough to get you into the end zone. Like, I think the Steelers just knew exactly what the Broncos were going to try to do on that two-point play. And maybe, maybe mix in like a quarterback draw with Teddy. Yeah. Anything, Anything. that <laughs> might catch the defense by surprise. Yeah. I, I mean, this was kind of the story of the game with Pat Shermer, is it felt like he ran when you wanted him to throw. Yep. And he threw when you when you 100%. wanted to mix in a run at the end of the game. Hundred like percent. This, this whole game was just okay. Run for one yard on first down. Penalty. Second and fifteen. Run for another yard. Third and fourteen. Oh, I wonder why Teddy's not playing well. Because he's facing third and twelve, third and fourteen, yeah, third and seven. Drew Locke wouldn't have played well either. No. It's about, the, it's about the situations, and uh, the whole thing was about establishing the run, which it felt like Pat Shermer just like listened to the criticism this week, and instead of like integrating the run, he um, like emphasized the run. Which and he didn't even really. need to do. He got 18 total rushes in this game. Yeah. One wasn't even a designed run. It was Teddy trying to throw it uh, in the red zone, but the play broke down, and luckily he got the ball back to the two-and-a-half-yard line. Um, you know, 38 passes, that's fine when you're winning. Uh, the Broncos were playing from behind. I get it, but, like, you're right. He he tries – I don't know. Maybe he's trying to placate uh, – Play, yeah, there you go. Placate fans or the criticism, but I don't, he doesn't know how to read a game. I don't feel like, I mean, I feel like he, the, the Steelers go up by seven and he's just like, oh shit, what do we do now? Yeah, it's like, it feels like him or like the quality control coach who's supposed to monitor stuff like, oh, we're, we're like, we're running it on 80% of first downs. The other team's going to catch on to this. Either he's not paying attention to it or yeah. Shermer has no idea of his own tendencies and he's unable to self-scout. But whatever it is, they're just yeah. getting into bad down and distances and it's a reason that they're they're only converting something like 28% of their third downs, which when you – we talked about it in the preview for the game that the, the two things that they really needed 
to figure out on offense to win this game. Yep. Third down. And I think they're like one for 10 on third down, maybe one for 11. Uh, and then red zone, which they converted like one out of four attempts in the red zone. Yeah. Today. No, it's and the only reason it's like they converted late is because they started going for it on fourth down. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They had to convert two fourth downs to get their uh, first or second touchdown. I think it was the first touchdown in the second half. Um, yeah, the third and long situations, they have to be the worst in the NFL at that right now. If somebody can find that stat and let us know, like they Which have no one, to be. No one's really good on third and long. It, like no. being good on third down is about getting into manageable third downs, and they're not doing that. Yeah, give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me Tom Brady. Give me Russell Wilson. If they're in third and 12 multiple times a game, like multiple times in a series, not going to be a Very good day for those guys. Here's another huge problem. Tim Patrick didn't catch his first pass until the second half of the game. Tim Patrick and, didn't catch his first pass until the second half of the game. Noah Fant, I don't think he was targeted until the fourth quarter. It, it um, was like Sutton was fine. Sutton obviously missed that pass. I don't think he saw uh, Bridgewater throwing the sidearm on that third down. Yeah, still he not an excuse. Up, yeah, it, it just didn't didn't make a lot of sense that. You got three guys who you really need to target today. Yeah. And you don't get Patrick or Fant involved until the second half. No. Shout out to Kendall Hinton, who had maybe the best catch for a Bronco this season. His sideline catch was so good. It was just one of those toe-tapping catches that, you know, a guy who was playing secondary in the special teams last season kind of moved him to wide receiver, played quarterback for a little bit. Like that's a that was a great catch. Um, let's see here, trying to find some bright spots. David David Moore uh, was targeted twice. I don't think he really had much of a chance to get either ball. No, I think uh, they need to do like a they need to get him a touch. Like either on a jet sweep or a screen or just like get him involved. Yeah. And Shermer doesn't do that. I see guys going in motion a lot and it's it's good. You want to put your guys in motion so you can understand what kind of coverage the defense is in. But they don't keep him honest. Like they don't ever do those little touch passes or jet sweeps. Never feels like they actually give them the ball. Yeah. I think Shermer is going to feel the pressure this week because Fangio yeah. said the offense was bad after the game. And that's like the first time I feel like he's criticized the the offense. Um, he's usually kind of like defend his his own sort of coach um, or blame Jim Harbaugh for getting three yards type of coach. But uh, <laughs> Fangio, uh, a really bad week for Fangio. Yeah, not a After good the week. Ravens game. Like I, you and I obviously like differed on the Ravens thing. Yeah, uh, and obviously, you know, who cares about it now? Yeah, but if you're the coach, like, if you're pissed off about it, keep that shit to yourself. Like, keep yeah. it in the locker room at least. Yeah, don't use it to like fire up your players or something. Yeah, don't you find like a way to turn it into a positive publicly? Right? You would try to, and that's what a good yeah. coach would do, and not you know call it a bullshit so that you and Jim and John Harbaugh can get into some meaningless beef that the Ravens are going to win. Yeah. But so, that and that and then this game plan, and then it felt like he kind of threw everybody under the bus 
which he he tends to do. It's just not a not a good week for him. No. Okay. After this DraftKings read, I want to talk about the running game just a little bit. And uh, Brandon Staley. Remind me of Brandon Staley when I return. Well, yes. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a week five offer for every football fan to jump on. Jump on it. Not a not was not gonna be a version of that song. New customers can bet just one dollar on any football game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point. The last zero zero tie in the NFL was in 1943. So I'd say this is a new no-brainer. A new brainer. That's what I need. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with same game parlays, multiple bets. Combine them from the same game for a bigger payout. I tried that in the Rams game and I lost. But may your luck be better than mine. DraftKings safe, secure, reliable, so you can get your money when you want it, which we always want our money when we want it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if other team scores a single point. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Running the ball effectively problem? Don't call the Broncos because... They won't tell you how to fix it. Um, Okay, this week, a clip of Chargers head coach Brandon Staley sort of went viral because he was talking about running the ball in the NFL. He was talking about the fallacy of the run, the play action, actually setting up the pass. Uh, He was like saying you don't need to run the ball effectively for that to work. And really, the running game is about physicality. It's about making the defense tired. It's about forcing them to hit and be hit. And he had this like philosophical approach to the run game and football fans loved it. Like everybody was like coach of the year, Brandon Staley, like give me more of this guy. Don't get me wrong. I said, I really like this dude or some, you know, something dumb on Twitter, but people were excited about it because he gave the impression that he knows what he's fucking talking about. And when I listened to Pat Shermer talk, I feel like he's a guy who's just somehow been given opportunity after opportunity in the NFL without ever delivering. When Vic Fangio talks, he just reminds me of like my uncle. Um, <laughs> but like we know he's a defense, smart defensive coach. Uh, and then in this game, one of the biggest plays to Chase Claypool, we see afterwards Von Miller is the guy covering Chase Claypool. It looked like you know, well, Kareem Jackson then missed the tackle there, and then Vaughn eventually chased Claypool down. So credit Vaughn for having the speed to chase Claypool down and get him out of bounds. And everyone's like, why the fuck is Vaughn Miller lining up to cover Chase Claypool in that situation? And to that I say, good point, because I don't know, Will. I yeah, know. that was one of those plays where I saw, like, I was like, oh, shit, they don't know what they're doing. And then Vaughn matches up with Claypool one-on-one. And it's like, okay, well, you know where the ball is going. And sure yeah. enough, race is right by him. Vaughn has no chance. One of the biggest plays of the game. And I think it I think it led to a touchdown or at least a field goal or something. But led to points. It uh, led to points. It led to points. And that's yeah, you don't want that kind of like matchup nightmare ever, especially against a team like the Steelers, who 
have a ton of fast guys out at wide receiver. You, you can't get yourself into, into those kinds of problems with personnel and still, you know, think of yourself as a defensive mastermind. So no, I don't you, know. Like what, what happens on defense to get better? Is it Ronald Darby coming back? Is it waiting for Chubb to get back? I don't know. I mean, Darby will help a little. Uh, Chubb, maybe like the past, the, like the Broncos can't pressure the quarterback consistently. You know, Malik Reed did have that, what could have been a game changing strip sack, but the offense did nothing with it. But like Ben had time to throw. He didn't throw any interceptions, which he means he probably should have thrown like three. He should have. Are you saying he there were three balls that could have? Oh well, yeah. yeah. AJ John, Alexander Johnson should have had a couple. Pat Sertan, um, I think, could have had one. Yeah, Sertan missed and a tackle too. That was kind of bad. Um, Just Kareem Simmons Jackson, his hit on Juju Smith Schuster was such a good hit and it's unfortunate because juju got hurt on that play and i think he hurt his arm pretty bad but that was the kind of hit i'm just like oh i'm so glad kareem jackson's on this defense because like the game felt like it was lacking a certain physicality from the broncos but like even if bradley chubb comes back and darby like there's gonna be other injuries there's gonna be other issues like the the team will never be a hundred percent on defense so it's like you just need more from them with who, whoever the guys are that are out there. And honestly, the Broncos have enough corners where they shouldn't be struggling in the secondary. It's the most expensive secondary in football. And it got yeah. torched today by a guy who we called washed all week. Yeah. You know, and, Chase Claypool, 130 yards. today. And the one thing the defense did well, like every week, even last week with the Ravens eventually getting their stupid 100 yards, they've been good yeah. against the run. Uh, Najee Harris had 122 before he got hurt and left the game. Um, you know, Benny Snell wasn't really too effective, but like effective enough where they're getting chunk plays and you had to respect the run the whole game. He but not- He did what the Broncos couldn't, and he got them in second and medium every time he ran the ball on first down. Yeah, and look at – all of these runs. The Steelers never do this. No. <laughs> they, they've been criticized going into last season because they refused to run the ball, and it cost them. They they started out 11-0, and then they tanked because they couldn't throw effectively, and they refused to run. The Broncos start out 3-0, and then they start losing because even though they're actually running the ball effectively, which the Steelers hadn't been doing, uh, they still can't commit to it and part of that is like the game was a little weird in the first half the Steelers had a lot of time of possession um like there are things that you know maybe you can only get one runoff during a series you know for whatever reason but Mm -hmm. it's just they're not doing anything right yeah I mean this team like we talked about it they're three and two depending on how the Chargers and the Raiders game go yeah the entire division could be three and two plus right now in the chargers game the cleveland's up 42 35 and the chargers just scored a touchdown there's three minutes left i get sad every every time i see herbert i just get sad yeah and the chargers do something that like i feel like the broncos don't do 
which is I mean, just they have an identity. Like Staley yeah. has an identity as a head coach, and for better or worse, he says, if the analytics tell us to do something, we're going to do it. Oh, man, they just – hold on. They just brought up this Herbert stat. So Teddy had 24 completions on the day. Here's the difference right now. This is going to make you feel sad about Herbert even more. Teddy, 24 completions for 288 yards. Justin Herbert, currently with time still on the clock in this uh, Chargers-Browns game. Hold on. 25 completions for 369 yards and four touchdowns. That's the difference. This is a guy we should have, we we could have. You know, LA wanted to trade up for him. We know he wanted him. I don't know if they. You know, he would have he would have taken him in uh, 2019 if he had come out. But the people said no. You can't draft another tall white quarterback. So don't draft Josh Allen. Don't draft Justin Herbert. Take Drew Locke. You know, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Oh man. The bright side is. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's big plays. Other good offenses get big plays a lot, and the Broncos can't. And they had, you know, they had the one to Williams, and then they they screwed it up. The run. <laughs> yes. Corlin Sutton had a what, like a thirty-nine yard touchdown. That was a really big play. But like the Chargers, they're going to get one or two of those big plays like every quarter. It feels like. Yeah, yeah, it's a consistent thing. It's not a, um, you know, we're down two scores. So yeah. now we're going to do it kind of thing. Yeah. And I get like, you could say like, oh, why, you know, why didn't we move the ball like that the whole, the whole game? If we knew we could move the ball in a no huddle situation, because you can't go no huddle when your defense is just getting gassed out on the field because you have to protect them and give them a rest. Yeah. At least. But you can pick up a first down and pick up a little momentum on a drive. Yeah. Then go no huddle. Yeah. Oh uh, shit. The yeah. Chargers missed the extra point. So the Browns are still up 42, 41. I think it's the second one they missed today. And still the Chargers are going to charge a little. We know that. The Chargers, we have still not played two games against the Chiefs and two games against the Chargers. Yeah, and we got to play the Browns who are putting up 43 on the Chargers right now. Yeah, on national television. Uh, Derek Carr, I think he's hurt in the Raiders game. Broncos play the Raiders next. I'm going to be at that game, so I won't be live streaming. Uh, I'm going there with the game day to do – some uh, video stuff. Very nice. But yeah, I'll be at the Raiders game, so I won't live stream that. Hopefully, Will and I will get a podcast out later that night. Going to be a crazy week because then the Browns game is Thursday night, so short week. I don't even know if I'll do a recap of the Broncos-Raiders game. If they win, I'll figure it out. If they win, I'll figure it out. But um, I, I wanted to mix in one more thing here. And yeah. From my notes. Sock it to me, baby. So anybody say that shit anymore? Yeah. Yeah. The parlance of our times. Uh, Pittsburgh has a cornerback named James Pierre, who I really I had no idea that he existed. All I yeah. knew about was, you know, Joe Hayden. I was, I was thinking like, if you, if you see a guy, a cornerback named Pierre, Peyton Manning would have targeted that guy like 25 times in a single game. And it felt like they, they started throwing on him and it, it was working. And yeah. burn him for a touchdown. And I was thinking, wow, you really can't trust a Frenchman out on the football field. No. And poetic justice. James Pierre has has the last laugh picking off the pass in the end zone to end the game. Yeah. Not only that, he also had a he defended a pass in the end zone 
that he could yeah. have picked too. But you're right. Like Peyton Manning was really good at finding a defense's weakness and exploiting it. And I would say like, that's the difference between a guy like Teddy and Peyton. I mean, obviously there's a lot of different, <laughs> uh, Tom Grassi. I'm just here for Will. Thank you, oh, Tom. Tom had the hell of a stream today. Tom had a hell of a stream today. That must have been a good time. All of the people watching, he deserved it because that game was crazy. Can't wait to talk to Tom about that tomorrow morning. Or as I call Tom, Will number two. Because <laughs> Will number one right below me right now. Um, right. Like Teddy's good, but it never feels like Teddy's figuring something out about the defense and then just attacking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Teddy's like... He gets the play call. If he needs to adjust at the line, he will. But he's not like a QB who's seeing seeing the next couple steps like Peyton Manning was. And I don't know if yeah. there are many QBs that do that, but I think the elite guys do. They figure out where they're going to have success, and they just go after it. It's the, it's the field general mentality, and there's still only like a couple guys that do it in Manning and – not Manning now, but you know Brady and Rodgers. Yeah, Brady, Rogers. Is there any other field generals? Mm, Breeze was kind of like that. Breeze was definitely he one. Just, like, he'd find one weakness and keep going after it. He, he would find one weakness, and then he would move Michael Thomas to that weakness. Yeah, yeah and throw a slant or for nine yards. Um, exactly. All right, well, Will and I will be back Wednesday to talk more Broncos. I'll have the full Broncos game recap up tomorrow on That's Good Sports. I will try to make it humorous so it's not completely miserable for you to watch. Make sure you give Will a follow on Twitter at Guillermo Iaves and follow the Benchwarmer Brew Twitter account at Benchwarmer Brew. <sighs> and that's it. Oh, yeah, Tom's calling that game live on his channel, Will. And he lives oh, in yeah. New York City, so they switched the Bears game before it even yeah. ended. That's but, uh, tough. Yeah. Let us have let the us Cowboys have Sunday game. ticket, One of those please. Things. Please, NFL, give us Sunday ticket. We beg of you. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. And as always, John Elway played his entire career without an ACL. Uh, good night and good luck. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And... It has a week five offer for every football fan you need to jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either of their teams scores a point. The last 0 0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, see? So I'd say this is a no brainer. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same game parlays. They're the bee's knees. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, see? DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your coins whenever you want. That's cash, I mean. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a single point. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.